Welcome to the True Face Podcast. Welcome. Good morning. John, you're still here, buddy. This is good. Yeah, I, mean, well, I thought I'm in you town. had taken a trip or something. No, yeah. I'm done. I'm what? off the road for a while. Oh, wow. Where, where's your next uh, your next trip? What's the next place I'm going. He oh, doesn't even know. Several you know years what? from now. I, <laughs> <laughs> you, this is like anniversary week or something Absolutely. For you. You're, you're we just cele- celebrated our anniversary. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. How many yeah. years, John? 31. 31 yeah. years. You were there. You I did remember it. it very well downtown. Yeah. Isn't that great, John? You've been married as long as David's been alive. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is great. Yeah. Uh, we, we're true. dealing with the generations. Here. That is yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, we're continuing on in this prayer. Again, we were married at 12. So let's, let's keep that in, in, in view. And I was 11 when I did your wedding. <laughs> you were, surprisingly. Uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, well, things things were different back then. Yeah. I'm sure you're already <laughs> listening to us, folks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the prayer, finishing up in verse 23 of Ephesians 1, starts in verse 15. And I don't know if we should read it again this week. Um, sure. David, you, take a... You, you want to read, read it this David? time? Yeah. So, uh, starting verse 15 again? I think yeah. so. Yeah. For this reason, I too... Having heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus which exists among you and your love for all the saints, I do not cease giving thanks for you while making mention of you in my prayers. That the Lord, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe? These are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age but also in the one to come. And he put all things in subjection under his feet, and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Mm-hmm. Isn't it beautiful when Paul thinks of Jesus, he mm-hmm. can't stop mm-hmm. writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he just mm-hmm. goes on and mm-hmm. on and on. Wow. Yeah. Last week, um, John, you, you mentioned this was, this was a prayer that you prayed yes. over your children. Yeah. And and one of the reasons was because of identity. Yes. And and how do you see identity in this prayer? That, oh, it, lay that out. Well, first. just so much. I mean, look, look what he's asking for. Is that uh, first of all, he says, "I'm going to pray that the eyes of your heart." He pictures yeah. your heart having eyes that can get um, by bad religion could be not enlightened. And mm-hmm. so you would, you so, he says, something has to go on right now in your heart that you would be able to see what I'm about to say next. So I'm yeah. going to pray for that enlightenment of this, that only the Spirit can do to wake up mm-hmm. your heart to who you are, not yeah. to what you should do. Um, so he says, what are the riches of his glory in the inheritance of this saint, of, in the saints, uh, that you would know the hope of his calling? that you would know the surpassing greatness of his power that is in you. I mean, that is that is Christ in me. 
That's mm-hmm. that's my that's my new nature. That's the spirit. That's all of Romans eight. He's saying, I'm praying that you would know that because it will deal with Romans seven. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so all those I, beautiful identity statements uh, that start out there, um, these are in accordance with the strength of His might that I would trust in His might. So those are there's just this huge uber list of identity truths that he uh, brings out in two sentences. Just He starts out and he's talking about how he's so delighted because they are loving each other. And then he's here, he's talking about the surpassing greatness that is Jesus. And yeah. I'm thinking, so the surpassing greatness that we can't even understand that is the power of Christ is about loving. And so when I, like a recently was watching a World War II film, and I, I get, like, sad and, <laughs> and, like, I don't know what to do, and this world is evil, and, and I think about, I, I would have to hurt people. I would have, and then I think, no, Jesus, I don't understand this, but Jesus, he is, has surpassing greatness that love is actually a remedy for the evil of this world. And while I can't conceptualize that usually, this verse is saying his surpassing greatness. Amen. Thank you, David. And John, you know, one of the things here is is he's inviting us to experience something. Amen. That That's what's so important here. This word know here is experiential. Yeah. In other words... Because all these things are true about you, you can experience these things. They're not something you attain to. They're something you can experience because, as John just said, because of the things that are true about you. And, and yeah, he could have used oida there. He could have yes. used uh, uh, head knowledge of exactly. these truths. Yeah. And then he, then he says the one thing I want to just pick on here is that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. Mm. In, in other mm. words, I can experience... The intention of God for my life. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we want to just say this thousand times over and over. Grace is not to be deposited in me. Mm-hmm. Grace is something I experience for the benefit of others. Mm-hmm. The hope of my calling is in my ability, like my Lord, to live for you. Which is why we can write a chapter on destiny while knowing no individual person's destiny ourselves or even our own. Exactly. We understand that God has a destiny for us that is about others blessing them, loving them, encouraging them. That actually is his intention. It's a big thing. That's not the small thing. That's a big thing. You know, I I talk to so many in their teens and their 20s who uh, are concerned that God may not have a destiny for them. Mm. Yes. And I suppose that's true at any age, mm. but so many in the next generation mm. that because they don't know, mm. let's say, what their career is or what, what their education should be or whatever, they're, they're concerned that there is no destiny for them. And here, Paul is confirming to them that if they could only experience mm. this mm. power, this enlightenment, they Amen. would know they would rest even before they know where their life is headed. Well said, Bruce. Wow. Bruce, uh, you just triggered so much in me. (laughs) Wow. Because it isn't just the teenager, although it starts there. Grace and I recently met with some couples in their 50s and 60s who feel like they're done. Hmm. That was the majority feeling, I'm done. Wow. Because they had lost the reality 
that their destiny has nothing to do with their age. It, it, it continues to be lived out. Uh, it was just, uh, and, and these different places where we get to teach, uh, David, you're right. That chapter for a lot of people is like, no, that's not for me. That's right. Because yeah, their, their view of the Christian life is so limited. He's saying here, I can actually experience the hope of my calling. And this one blows us all away. And I can experience the power of God, in the purposes of God, in this world. Jesus said, and greater things than these that I have done, you will do. And we all go, oh, that's not going to happen. Yet it's happening today all over the world. You know, there's a church who just got back from in Huntersville in uh, <coughs> North Carolina. Carolina. That chapter, David, has, has, of all the things in that book, revolutionized them. The, the hope of the destiny oh, has powerful. they have gathered around that and they love the other truths all those things that, but they could not get away from wanting to talk about chapter 7 it, it was a because of what we're looking at right now in that, Ephesians that's it and because Christ is over all these things hey members he will make this happen huh? the church well said. of which all these people we, we've just been referring to are part the church is the fullness of his body. Mm-hmm. And he died for this body. Amen. And and so he is going to ensure that it happens. I love the transcendence of this prayer, the power, the authority of the prayer, and also the intimacy mm-hmm. yes. mm-hmm. that is in this prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, for each can we, can we come back to this for the next seven weeks? <laughs> yeah. uh, if it's we could so grasp precious. this, what, 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 what wouldn't we have? Yeah. Absolutely. It's, well, I it's have so not cool. made any really good wine like Jesus yet. So <laughs> yeah. been, I'm not sure what the rubric is, but greater things. Uh, well, we will see you next week for more of Ephesians. Amen.